Welcome back to The Lily Kate Show, powered by Live Freely Ministries, where we talk all things culture and Gen Z. If you want more, feel free to join our weekly live Bible studies for only $1 a month by going to livefreelyministries.com. Today I have someone who, we've been involved in the same social movements and social groups for a long time and didn't officially meet until like a month ago. So if you'd welcome Miss <laughs> Abby Barreras to the podcast. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. And Abby, I just want to start off with, how did you get involved with politics? Well, actually, I went to Austin the first time to testify for a pro-life bill and I went there and I was like, oh my gosh. This is where God wants me to be. And that was the moment where I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And so you're involved in a really local level. You primarily do pro-life stuff because you think that's the foundation of what everything else is built off of, which I most definitely agree. So today I really want to talk about why the church and Christians just have to be involved in politics and what's the call to action? You know, what's the practical? How can we get down and dirty into actually advancing the social movements that we have? Because as Christians, we know that we're supposed to be in the world and acting in the world, but a lot of times the church is really afraid. What I've seen is that the church doesn't want to get involved in politics because they say, oh, it's so dirty. And then I'm like, yeah, well, (laughs) Christians are as well. And, you know, working in a religious and a ministry environment is also dirty. So what's your point? Now we have this climate of politics that is so completely and utterly divisive. And if you're on one side, you will not tolerate any point of views from the other side. And I think that's very dangerous, first of all. But second, I've often seen Christians blame Hollywood and secularism and and media for all of society's shortcomings. And then conversely, Hollywood and the media blame the Christians for everything that's wrong with society. So I just want to talk a little bit about that because much of culture's degradation from a conservative point of view happens because of Hollywood, because of the media, and because of this rise of secularism and free sexuality and critical thinking that we see. Um, So just talk about that a little bit. I think the reason that the church blames Hollywood, the media, is just because it's the enemy. It's what is going against them. And if you think about it, That's, of course, it's the same idea with the left and the right. They are splitting so far because they're just butting heads. They disagree about almost every single standpoint. That the main reason the church does is because really the underlying issue is sin, not Mm. what they believe necessarily. Yeah. The main reason is it's easier. It's easier than being like, oh, we got to solve sin because it's almost impossible to solve the issue of sin. Right. So Um, you would say that the reason why Christians blame Hollywood and (laughs) basically blame sin is because, well, first of all, it's obviously biblical and there's also no curing sin, but also it is literally the easiest thing to do. I mean, when you say, ah, let's just point fingers at Hollywood and say, this is what they're doing wrong. This is what we should disagree with. This is all the horrible things that are happening. And I'm going to sit back in my holy little house house and I'm going to just not do anything about it. I feel like as Christians, especially Americanized Western Christians, we are very comfortable. I mean, our religion has been protected no since the birth of this. Yeah, since the birth of this country. Now there's a church on every block here in Texas. I mean, we have roads that have 10 mega churches on it and it's only a 12 minute drive down the road. We're so blessed in that way. So we don't see what it's really like to have someone coming for your religion or coming in, in you know, in a direct and personal way. But the way that Hollywood and the media a lot of times comes at you is 
by indoctrination and in the movies and in the things that they're putting out. So the reason why we find it easier is because Hollywood isn't in our backyards burning down the fences. Our response would be so much more immediate and so much more, I guess, just forceful and so much more urgent if someone was actually knocking on our door and saying, give me all your Bibles. But essentially it, it will come to that. I know it will because Hollywood now has so much power, right? The media has so much power. Social media influencers have been all around them. You know, I know these people have a lot of power and a lot of influence, of course. And we find it easier just to block it out or just point fingers at it instead of actually trying to engage in the culture and actually trying to make a difference. And so the reason why I would agree it's easier, but it's also, yeah, it's a much harder route to go down if you wanted to actually create alternative media platforms, if you wanted to do alternative content. And we have been just way too comfortable for way too long. So when are we going to start getting a little bit of fire under our butts? And we cannot wait until there is fire in our backyard mm. to make a move. We have to do something now because if you pay attention to the law and what's happening in the courts right now and what's happening during like the legislature in Texas, I almost observed someone trying to mend a bill just yesterday to make it so that the government can decide what is a church. What? Yeah. No I, way. And I was like, oh my gosh, we cannot let this happen, right? Thankfully, we have some decent people who are elected as our representatives. Mm. And it did get voted down. The amendment didn't happen. Oh, praise God. <laughs> the bill was intended for great things. It was intended to protect the church even more than we already have right now. Yeah. And... It almost got flipped. It's too fresh. It was mm, very bad. That is crazy. So they were going to allow governments to define and determine what they think a church is. Yes. So so what happened is this bill would make it, would kind of protect, because during COVID there's been an overreach of the church. That's why this has been so important to me is because I'm watching all these churches just like, shut down. And I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, we can't do this. This is Well, and wrong. conversely, you and I are seeing the culture just completely fall apart a lot faster than it was yes. before the churches were shut no, down. No, yes, you are correct. So this bill would just make it so that government can't do that. And the thing is, one man, a Democrat, did not like that the bill was going to make it, it was very vaguely describing what a church was. It basically mm. stated any place that has like worship. Or okay. they're promoting some kind of religion anywhere. So that could be a home. That could be a, like a store that's selling Bibles, right? right? The government cannot shut them down. Well, he wanted to define churches under the tax code. I don't know because it would have you would have had to go through some serious specific yeah, details. Yeah, I was going to say, does it have to be a 501c3? Does it have I to be a I think that's kind of where he was going was it has to be a 501c3. Which eliminates but, a lot of smaller churches yes, and the ability like to have churches. Yeah, and absolutely. That's against the First Amendment. You're like, right. you, you can't do that actually yeah so it was well, okay, very praise, scary to observe and god. the bill the amendment did not get passed praise god yes and the bill passed <laughs> oh so okay. that was amazing and i was like oh my god okay so basically texans going into this we know we have better protection for our churches so they're not going to call our churches non-essential anymore which we're all a little bit upset about yeah. but then two the government doesn't get to define what church is because essentially in culture, every law is reflective of the moral law. 
And that's why culture is so important is because morality dictates what things you're going to deem are right and wrong. And the law is to protect from people doing the wrong thing. And there's no way you can get around making legislation without having it attached to some kind of morality. I mean, they always say it's impossible to dictate morality. No. What's the definition of good? You can't have the definition of good. In my opinion, God is good. That's the definition. Right. But I'm a Christian and not everyone is. So it's very hard to have an idea of what is good without a law in place. Back to Hollywood and the church and the really the tightrope that there is the tug of war between you know who gets the culture why is it productive okay so we always talk about how it's not productive to point fingers at Hollywood well how in some ways can it be productive for Christians I mean I would say the first way that it could be productive and positive is that we obviously learn what to not do right? We learn what movies to not look at. We learn to identify things that are secular and that are pushing an agenda that we can uh, soon watch out for. And so that's my biggest thing. It's like, it's good to be engaged in the culture insofar that you recognize what is wrong and you are aware of what is going wrong Mm -hmm. in the culture so that you're able to intentionally divert yourself from that. Yeah. And so that's the way that I think it is productive to obviously be watching Hollywood and blaming Hollywood for a lot of other things. However, in what ways is that not productive? When you're sitting there pointing fingers, how is that not productive? If we're representing Christ in what we do, we should not be blaming Hollywood. The same idea, you don't blame someone for the sin. It's the sin that's the problem, not the person. Mm -hmm. And if you're sitting there, oh, you did it. It's your fault. You're a terrible person. You're a sinner. That's, that's really not our place. Mm. Okay. We can hold our brothers and sisters in Christ accountable. That's our job. Right. Right. But before that, you have to show them love and grace. Cause if you think any argument, the first point in which you yell, Oh, no one listens. Right. That's the second. You so you have it. to be very gracious in the way you shine Christ right. to people who don't believe in him. And that does not mean for anybody who's looking for a cop-out answer for you to not have to do anything in the world. That does not mean being gracious is without being firm. You can be graciously firm. You can be graciously aggressive. You can be graciously courageous and graciously unapologetic. Yes, absolutely. Mm. So Acts 1-8, the Great Commission is, you will be my witnesses all throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And that's a very active command, right? Jesus said that when he was going up Matthew 28-20 and then Acts 1-8 are kind of mirroring the same two passages. And essentially the Great Commission is that we are supposed to go out, be Mm -hmm. active, be spreading the word, be, you know, living outside of our homes, living outside of little boxes that we have around ourselves. When we are pointing fingers at Hollywood, yes, we are honing our own knowledge about what not to do, but we're also probably not going out and doing anything with that knowledge. That's one of the huge problems with the church is that we get stuck in that what not to do phase, which is important. Yes, absolutely. You need to know what you're not going to do so that you know what to do, but we never go to do what we are supposed to do. And I think that's because, one, everybody's busy. I mean, everybody has a life to live. Everybody has money to make, which I understand. But as Christians, again, soon enough, they're going to be in our backyard taking away our Bibles. So we need to get started now. You have to ask yourself, what's important here? Mm. Because, and when you're in heaven, these things of the earth are not coming with you. Right. They are not. But... The millions who don't know Christ are Mm. not coming with you. And you have to pay attention because tomorrow isn't promised to you. Yeah. So you need to be sharing Christ's light in everything you do. Mm. And I think picking a career that helps you do that is the best thing to do. That's so true. Politics is amazing because 
I, even though it's hard and it's always a fight, always. <laughs> but you can be a happy warrior. Yeah. You can be express Christ in it, like always. A joyful warrior. I always warrior. get this question. Yeah. So why why are you doing this, Abby? Because I love Jesus. Right. That's, that's why. Oh, that's so good. And I think that's the. Yeah. Well, and that's the way that we can get fueled through this. I mean, politics without God and without being joyful because Christ saved us, it would be terrible. Oh my goodness. It'd be awful. You'd be so depressed. But James 1.22 says, be doers of the world and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. Basically, he's saying, if you're just listening and sitting and intaking information, you are deceiving yourself of what the true purpose is that we Christians are called to. We need to be doers in the world. Complementing that, Titus 1.16 says, they profess to know God, but deny him by their works they are detestable disobedient and unfit for any good work Oof. yeah you it's kind of hard you can't go to church and then leave and not live it through your life you right need to wake up the next morning and be ready to represent christ absolutely and you don't always have to be sharing the gospel which you should still you don't always have to be like sharing the gospel everywhere you go because even sharing the bible and what it says is not the only way to do that mm. and we can do it through what how we're living how we're smiling leading by example <laughs> Yes, that's so. very true. And a way to do that is getting involved on politics on a local mm-hmm. level, but we will talk m- much practically a little bit later on. And so I think it's interesting that Hollywood, as we kind of touched on earlier, they really blame us for all the problems that are happening in society, all the judgment, all the racism, all the white supremacy. And we always yeah. fall into that category because culturally, Christians, if you're a real authentic Christian, you're actually following Jesus, you're probably going to vote red. You're probably going to say that you're a conservative because that is essentially what is in line yeah. with the Bible. A long time ago, maybe you could have said, maybe you could have said I'm a Christian and a Democrat. Mm. But I don't think, I think if you're voting as a Democrat, you and you say you're a Christian, you are in the wrong. Yeah. Because you cannot be pro-choice and following what the Bible says. And oh it's not gosh, that yeah. you're not a Christian. You're just not, you're not living with fruit. You're not. You can't be, like Biden got rid of all of Trump's work on, uh, Trump's work to help prevent sex trafficking. He, mm-hmm. Sex trafficking, he got rid of it. If you're a Christian, you will not you stand for that. You would never do that. And yeah. people need to realize that, it's not okay, and you can no longer be in church and say, well, vote however you, whatever way you think is according to the Bible. Mm. I'm sorry, but the right yeah. viewpoint is according well, because to even, a lot of what the Bible says. Right, because even then, we are still protecting the things that this country was founded on, and a mm-hmm. lot of our founding fathers, as we know, were Christians. They were either, you know, Protestant, Catholic, Reformed Baptist, I don't know. They were all, all different kinds of Christians. A lot of them... Um, weren't necessarily Christian, but they did agree that having a moral principle and a moral foundation, and they all agreed that finding that in the Bible was actually a productive um, thing. So what we see here is not as much even Democrats against Republicans. It's more of a moral people versus an immoral people or a moral people. No, it's a spiritual war. 100%. I totally agree with that. That's why, Christians, we need to be involved. Because once you stop saying, oh, I just don't want to get involved in the drama, once you realize that it's actually not a policy and legislation issue, it's a life issue right now. As Christians, we were literally made for this time. I mean, Satan Mm -hmm. looks at us and he sees like people who are covered in the armor of God and he's terrified, right? And so we need to be utilizing that and setting a flame 
the community around us to be able to start pursuing that aggressively because we are losing so badly. I mean, we will never stop losing unless Americans who are Christians, once we start waking up and actually realizing there's one, a lot more of us than we think there are, you know, because everybody's willing to be encouraged and relit in some way. But we need to actually join the fight now. We can't just rely on Ted Cruz or Mr. No, Kevin Brady to not. do it. I mean, they're, they're going to do amazing things, but they need our support and they need our support in the culture. Here's an interesting thought. One of the reasons why I think Christians are so lazy about being engaged in the culture is because we really want recognition, right? We want other people to come to us and say, you've changed my life. Like I saw you doing this and we want to be recognized for our good works. You know, we want to be like, wow, they are just such a follower of Jesus. Like, ooh, girl, I'm so inspired by her. But we don't want to actually do the work to get to the place where we can be recognized for that. And we shouldn't want to be recognized for that. I mean, no. we know that it's a very if selfish ambition. If you're doing what's right, you're going to be the one who's getting prosecuted for yeah. it. I think if you're not right now getting prosecuted mm. and you're not getting um, attacked, yeah, you're probably doing something wrong. You're probably lazy. <laughs> you're not standing up for what's right. I totally and agree. you got to ask yourself, what is my faith costing me? Yes, Because exactly. for Christ, it costs everything. Mm -hmm. It cost his whole humanly life down here. For all the disciples, it cost them nasty, nasty crucifixion, deaths, boiled in oil, banished to islands. Like, what is your faith costing you? When you go to the grocery store, when you go to church, when you're working out, you're living a normal life and then just have a ritual on Sunday morning. We can't be this selfish. Yeah, you, mm. it's, it's a gift for everyone, not just you. And we need to be willing to share that gift. It's right. not, it's not for yours to go hide in the corner. Oh my gosh. No, yeah. you have to share that and right. you can share that in many ways. And I think why Hollywood hates us who are like true Christians yeah. is because we shine a light that is powerful. Yeah. And the reason behind what they're doing is sin. Mm. And as we said, it's a spiritual war warfare. And if that's sin, that's in a Satan. Right. So, you know, you're fighting hard. Okay. So for example, when you first started your Bible study group, like the two days before a day before you ended up in the ER, right? Oh yeah, I did. So this is a great example. I think when you're doing something right, like right before everything will try and go wrong against That's you. That's actually really true. Yeah. It's funny whenever I'm, I'm about to have a big breakthrough in my career, I like break down hardcore. Um, mm -hmm. But it's true because Satan sees what's coming. He sees it's good and he's going to be terrified when it does happen because there are a lot of influencers and a lot of just people doing amazing things in Christianity and for the culture. And he's scared of that, but we need more. We need to intimidate him beyond comparison because we we're going to continue losing this fight again. Once you shine Jesus's light, even the demons know who Jesus is, right? Yes. And why would we not utilize that power? That's my perspective right now. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, how could you not know that you have that power and want to show it to the world? Yeah. We have, as Christians, we have a ton of power through Christ. And it's mm. so unfortunate that we're watching our country just fall apart. Yeah. And if the Christians would get their rears and do something, then we could make the biggest difference. Mm. We could share the gospel on new levels. If people yeah. would just get up, show the truth, love people, love people well. Yeah. And I think 
in a minute when we do talk about the practical ways to do this. (laughs) There are great ways. And you don't have to be the person who gets on social media and you're like, this is wrong. Because that's really hard. Because everybody on social media attacks you. I even get attacked and I don't have like a huge following like you do. (laughs) I just have random people come on and Mm. be like, oh, you're pro-life. You're going to, you're terrible. You hate women. What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's okay because I know my, your approval shouldn't come from man. Mm, It shouldn't. Jesus is the one person you're here to please. Right. And if you're looking for approval from man, you're looking in the wrong place. You will never yeah. get what you're looking for. In that and, and that goes back to the why we're so lazy is we don't do the work because we know we probably won't get approval for it. And that's just such mm-hmm. a virus that's already happening in our culture. Now, I'm not going to blame it on Hollywood, but it's also bred in Hollywood through mm-hmm. likes and through watches and through fame recognition, through how many, you know, paparazzi is following you around, that kind of thing necessarily tells us that numbers equate success how much money you have you know the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil Uh, and it's a very innate thing for humans to want to have approval and to want to get that approval from some kind of measurable quantifiable goal that we click into and that we would achieve someday and so it it all kind of comes full circle is that we are being attacked on every level We're being attacked left, right, up, down. Doesn't matter where you are in the world. You're going to experience this. So why not click into the power of being in that secret place with Christ and then being able to go out in the culture? Because Christ gives you courage. Because joy gives you courage. No, you're correct. That's what I think a lot of people, they look for the money. They look for the comfort through people. But until they really do something that glorifies Christ... If you've ever shared the gospel with someone, Mm -hmm. the new level of joy that you get is just beautiful. Yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. No, that's so true. I mean, during my Bible study, actually, two of the girls were like, okay, I'm going to go get baptized and fully believe in Jesus. And like, it just, I've experienced a lot of joyful things and cool things in this Mm -hmm. world. But still, at the top of my list is when those two girls talked to me and were like, yeah, I'm going to accept Christ fully now. And that is just beautiful. And that's something that in this real world, I'm saying it now as an example, but I'm not going to get the recognition of uh, an applause of 10,000 people from that, you know, but it's something that I share, that Christ shares, and now that they share between us. And that's special, right? That's what life is really supposed to be about. And Christians, we need to get a lot better at communicating that to the other side, because essentially liberalism, materialism, feminism, progressivism, secularism, all of those new isms, Marxism, socialism, blah, 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 Mm. blah. It's all trying to create a utopian place, a utopian paradise that there is a right and wrong, but it's dictated by the government that man is the one who can achieve perfection. That's the goal. As Christians, we know that's not possible. And so we need to be gracious when, when, when we relay that to someone, it kind of, it's coming back to our original point. We have to be gracious about it because we know the truth. We've been blessed with the truth. Christ has opened our eyes to the truth. Therefore, we have no excuse to not relay it to everyone, one, but to relay it in a way that it actually becomes attractive to them. The reason why people hate Christians so much is because we deny ourselves. And Mm. that doesn't make sense to anybody else. It doesn't, because what does our society teach us today? Mm Self-love. That is the most... Do not ever get into that. It it also is all into, like, the emotional and the depression side of things. Yes, depression is bad. Anxiety is bad. But we need to stop normalizing those kinds of things Mm. because, yes, it's normal, but don't make it a fad. 
Yeah. Don't it's make it not, a fad. It's not cute to be depressed. It's not. It's not cute to have anxiety. <laughs> right. It's not cute to get sexual harassed. It's not even a joke. Like, don't make these cute g- little posts about how you're depressed. Stop. Go get <laughs> help. Not from social media. People who are really depressed don't want to tell people. Absolutely. I, I totally don't want to tell that. the whole world. We are so into attention that we will say anything to get it. Yes. And we don't need, we need to stop all this self-love. It is not about you. Because it's filling you up more with yourself rather than filling you up with Jesus. There's a really good book called You're Not Enough and That's Okay by Ali Bestucky and it will change your mind about all the self-love stuff. But again, it's ironic because in Luke chapter six, he says, but I say to you, who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. And people are like, oh, but I have to be included in that equation. I must leave time for myself. I must have a self-care day. I must love myself even more so then I'm able to love other people. No, not really. You need to love Jesus and you will learn that through him, you are his creation. He made you. He made a very unique purpose for you. And you just got to say yes to it. You know, there's a unis that we do have in Christ that is so special. But that doesn't mean that you should go easy on yourself and you should have a cheat meal every day and that you should really just have no rules or no standards for yourself. Because oftentimes with the whole cult of self-love, it's the lack of standards for themselves that they actually end up having. And that's another thing in society that's making us kind of fall apart is that we're trying to replace a godly or sometimes even a parental figure love with self-love. And you can't be the problem, but you also can't be the solution just to love yourself more. You can't be both the problem and the solution at the same time. And then Matthew 18, 15 says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his, his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained a brother. That goes into the actually sharing Mm-hmm. You know, and I liked what you said about social media is that everybody is on social media. Everybody's saying everything on social media. Social media makes everybody an expert about everything. I think the Matthew verse really applies to your brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Too. I think a lot of Christians miss out. So we are not supposed to judge um, non-Christians as hard mm. people who aren't believers. We right. don't need to judge them as hard because they don't they live don't on the same standard per se yet and but we do need to judge our brothers and sisters in christ Mm. we need to hold them accountable it is our job yeah so if you have a brother and sister in christ who is falling into these worldly things like self-love or they're like i'm not i have to love all the bi people well you have to love the person yeah but you in no way need to support yeah transgender because what they demand of you is that they that you accept what they're doing because if you don't accept what they're doing they see it as a personal attack mm-hmm. when we're like no your actions and your value are completely different and one does not dictate the other that's Christians need to hold each other accountable it's super agree. important that's why I pointed out because a lot of our this the point of this podcast I think, like, this episode, Mm. per se, is to tell the church, as are your sisters in Christ, get up. Get up. And do something now. Because tomorrow's too late, because you might not be here. Oh, my gosh, yes. And Christ has given us a sword and a shield and Mm -hmm. a whole body of armor. Why would we not dress ourselves up all nicely in that and look super cute, take a little (laughs) selfie, and then go out into the world and do it? I mean, as Americans, and especially as Christian Americans... In that order, we cannot kneel anymore. We need to have more dignity 
girls, if you're listening to this podcast, we need to have more dignity than to let the government steamroll us and bulldoze us all the time. Because I personally would rather die standing than to live on my knees Uh, to an oppressive, tyrannical government or a socialistic government, which is a lot worse in my opinion. Mm-hmm. When they're kind of the same thing. When we have the Bible, it's like the call to action book. Why are we ignoring it so much? Because, because we're so self-obsessed <laughs> and we're so into that self-love culture that we'll never be in a hard situation. We'll never put ourselves over the heat voluntarily. People need to learn to make a sacrifice for mm. the, the God who sacrificed his son for you. Like, how can you be that selfish? Yeah. Don't. Just get up and do something with your life. Mm. And yes, you can go to college, pursue your career, and do what you want. But we weren't put on this earth to serve ourselves. Right. Our one and only purpose here is to glorify God. And if you're not doing what he wants you to do, he's going to use it to glorify himself anyways because he's that powerful. There you go. But you still need to get up and do something. Well, it's funny because... I heard someone say this and they were like, look, God has specific purposes outlined for people, people in general. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he's gracious enough to open a door for you to go down that purpose. But he's not going to be offended if you say, "Mm, I'm good. I want to go to, you know, go pursue my own thing because he'll just move you right along. And there's greatness that you could step into for the kingdom if you would actually just stop being so absorbed with yourself and listen for it. We need to be listening to hear what God is calling us to do. Like you and I, we've both started dabbling a little bit in politics with pro-life stuff. And then both you and I, and we were just like, oh, wow. I really think this is what God has for me because we are both very aggressive (laughs) on the practical level. But we also understand the urgency that's happening because we're in the world. We're on social media. We're seeing all this stuff happening and we're seeing so much degeneracy being bred throughout the rest of the world. It's not obvious yet that we're losing everything, but Hitler took one thing at a time until he could take it all. Yeah. Because it's just slipping under our feet and you guys, we don't, America doesn't realize what's happening. The church doesn't realize what's happening because give it 10 years if Lord willing Christ doesn't return. Some of us are going to be looking at our kids and saying, this is what America used to be. Oh, girl. And do you want to have that conversation? Because I sure don't. Mm -mm. And I won't be. I will fight until I die Mm -hmm. to make sure I don't have to have that conversation. And we will fight standing. So with that motivation, with that inspiration, with that patriotism that we are demonstrating (laughs) right now, because I love America, what practical ways can Christians actually get involved? And everybody, I know like a lot of people are going to say, be on social media, do stuff on social media, say Mm -hmm. stuff on social media. That is super important. I agree. (laughs) Ironically, it's my whole career, right? And you do a lot of social media stuff. We have lots of friends who do that. But I, as I've gotten more involved, I see that that is important. Yes, But it's nothing without being that in real life. It's nothing without going and practically reaching people. Just like that um, Matthew 18 verse talks about, go tell him his fault between you and him alone. We need to be going and spreading Christianity and conservatism and good values between you and someone else alone. Right? I think there needs to be more of a practical call to action. So what are ways that we can actually get involved? I think, as to add on quickly to what you said, mm. some of the most important people in your life are going to be within 10 feet of you. Some simple things you can do, like what we did, I think last weekend, yeah, is we went to Saturday. pray at Planned Parenthood. 
it was beautiful. We got to have worship, mm. and it was super fun. It starts sprinkling a little bit. But yeah, there's a Planned Parenthood on every block, right? And we, that's that's essentially where the murder is happening, mm-hmm. where a huge brunt of the um, social indoctrination is happening through Planned Parenthood. So going, show up, pray one day. It's not hard. It's very easy. You can stand there for an hour and sit out there and pray. Yeah. And it's good if you also go just to bring, sometimes if you can find a local pregnancy center, Mm. to bring a sheet of other options. And don't, do not, if you do this, you're incorrect. You should not do it and it is wrong. Do not scream at them and say that killing babies is murder. Way yeah. to represent Christ. Right? right. You know, that's not loving. If you're in a crisis and someone's screaming at you, you will not go to them. Yeah. Don't do that. Very, very true. Go pray to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> it's, it's a really just good. And it kind of opens your eyes to see, you know, if you see a girl going in there who's, she's probably not happy. She's probably not mm-hmm. in a good place. And all you can do is pray for them and make your voices known because the, ugh, the amount of stories I've heard of women who were like, only if someone was there, I wouldn't have aborted my child. Yes. And we can't afford that anymore, guys. We can't afford that anymore. But conversely, I would say go volunteer at a pregnancy center. There are yes. tons of pregnancy centers. Do you know where the most local one to you is? Well, you should. Or if you can't even give half a day to volunteer, go buy diapers or go buy um, baby clothing or wipes or something and drop them off once a week. If you can't give half a day to volunteer, you have your priorities in the wrong place. I'm sorry, but elected officials show up and they volunteer. Mm. And if you want to meet someone who's going to be busy and up all night, it's them. Right. And you need to make your priorities. You need to recheck yourself. Yeah. Because if something is more important than that, you have a problem. So I so agree. I agree. Um, obviously, here's an obvious one. Once you're of age, vote in every election. But also vote in primaries and vote in local elections. And runoffs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them. We need to be active in every election. Our vote is pretty... It's important, yes, but it's pretty unconsequential when it comes to 330 million votes. At least there are 150 million voters. Who knows how many voters are going to be in the next election? <laughs> but <laughs> that and alive. But we need to be voting on a local level because it's done by counties, and our county right now is like almost one of the most conservative counties in the nation. Mm-hmm. But our next door neighbors nope. are probably one of the most liberal counties in the whole entire nation. Your local elections and state elections, of course dictates so much more of what affects you. It dictates more so your taxes. It dictates more so what the quality of the roads are going to be like, whether the local businesses are going to be shut down. So guys, when you're of age, make sure you're just aware of what's going on. And voting, I did it my first time this past year, even with Corona and Coco cough stuff and social distancing, it took 25 minutes. Okay. It's not that hard to do. It's very easy, and that is a right that you should never waste. Mm, absolutely. You should always use that right. It's very important. Right now it's being a little squished, but... <laughs> church. Ask your church to be involved. Encourage your church to be involved. Bring church people to political events. Yes. If it comes to it, have a meeting with the main pastor and demand they get involved. Both you and I have done that. We have sat down with our pastors and said... Let's get involved. Yep, and it's very important. It's It can be hard, and I, if you're in a more liberal state, it mm. will be very hard to get right. your pastor involved. But shouldn't stop you. It should not. Because the worst thing they could say is, nope. <laughs> yep, and it's not about you. So right. as long as you're willing to go have the conversation, then you should. And mm. the church should be involved in politics. Period, I mean, period, period. Some of the biggest <laughs> lies are separation of church and state. Stop saying that. Don't well, ever say it they again. They say it because they're afraid of a theocracy. 
meaning we will force you to have a religion. Mm-hmm. But as we as we previously stated, all laws are moral laws. All laws dictate morality in some form or fashion. All yeah. of them are reflective of it. Um, another one, simple and easy, be informed and have conversations. Don't be afraid to ask questions because you'll probably get an answer. Mm-hmm. And if someone doesn't want to engage, well, you probably didn't want to engage with them in the first place. If you get called a name, well, you know, that, that happens. Yeah, always be informed. I mean, look up, don't look at the headlines of the news, but... Please don't. Yeah, because it's all... It's podcasts all, are great. Yeah, listen to podcasts. It's a great idea. Great ones. Charlie Kirk. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Dan Crenshaw is really good about border updates and getting honest what's happening at the border. There are conservative podcasts, but then there are just like straight up, this is what's happening in the government right now. We're not going to tell you what we think about it. We're just going to tell you what's happening. And it's so important to be that because most people only hear about horrible mass shootings that happen Mm -hmm. or tax raises or reductions or big stimulus bills that are going to be passed. The media only likes to really cover federal stuff, but you need to know what's going on in your state. When is the next pro-life rally? How can you go support? Who can you donate to? What pro-life groups around you are actually doing stuff? So another one is donating. Donating is a really helpful thing that these people, a lot of them are working volunteer hours. And if we want to get somewhere, if we want to start good marketing, if we want to do stuff, you have to donate. You have to put your money, you know, where your heart is. And so if you can't give your time, at the very least, give a little bit of money because there are fundraisers happening all the time, everywhere. And it's always something that Christ will bless a dollar that is well-intentioned. Every dollar counts. Absolutely. And then one thing um, on the Be Informed uh, trajectory that we're going on is I am astounded at the amount of children my age, when I say children, I'm 19, kids my age and older who have not read our constitution. Yeah, it's disturbing. (laughs) It is astounding that people don't even know our constitution. They haven't read the first 10, 20, 27 amendments, you know, the Bill of Rights and then everything after that. I would encourage everyone to read our founding documents, read the Declaration Mm. of Independence, read the Federalist Papers. That's also important. Read these documents because you're going to know what your rights are and that will give you a lot of a clearer um, framework for when you're engaging in a conversation with someone who's hostile and wants to take away rights or is claiming that you're taking away rights because that's their favorite topic to talk about. But with that, um, we know that we need to be involved. Yes. Um, Another one that we didn't mention, reach out to your legislator. Reach out to your congressman. Reach out to your representatives. They want to hear from you. They need to hear from you. Yeah. And you need to tell them what bills you're against, which ones you like. Mm. You can support them. Go up to, if you live in Texas, go to Austin and testify. It's It's a lot of fun. It's super fun. fun. It's so much fun. You don't have any excuses. You can call yeah. right to their office. And for Texas, it's house.texas.gov, and you can just press members. Wow. They uh, make it that easy. Yes. And we're not it's taking very easy. We're not taking this opportunity to make our voices heard. We always scream about our voices not being heard when we don't ever have anything to say when they give us the mic. Yes. Mm. And wow. for to find out who your representatives are and who your congressman is, you what you can do is type in who represents me and put in your address. And there's a couple of different websites. They all do a great job. Wow, that's super simple. Yes. It's, it's almost it's, too good to be true, isn't it? I know. <laughs> hmm. We don't have an excuse. We have been falling behind, and it's time to not do that anymore. So uh, with that, Abby, thank you for coming on oh, and making welcome. this brutally honest, practical, and very <laughs> motivating. I'm, I'm inspired to go out and, like, march on the streets now. Um, so, but thank you again for coming on, oh, and I hope everybody else has a wonderful day. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you so much for listening to The Lily Kate Show. If you want more, feel free to join our weekly live Bible studies for $1 a month at livefreelyministries.com and make sure you follow me on Instagram. The handle is on the cover art. 